Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Liz Villani is the founder of the Be Yourself at Work movement. And not surprisingly, she also advocates being yourself at networking meetings. Thanks very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Liz. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Now, you're the founder of not just a business, but a global movement, which is very exciting. And we'll talk Mm. about that in a minute. But I want to know about how you got started and what was your first role after university? Oh, well, my first role, I was uh, I joined Sainsbury's as a graduate trainee here in the UK, and uh, it was my dream job. Mm-hmm. I, uh, li- I'm very focused and very um, targeted, I feel like, with my goals, and I decided at the age of nine that I was going to be a buyer for Sainsbury's. Wow. <laughs> um, and literally, I just did everything at such a young age. Um, yeah, my dissertation at university, everything. Um, in order to get that job and I applied for it applied for it and got it so yeah that was my first kind of breakthrough into the kind of corporate world if you like after university yeah well not many people know what they want to be at the age of nine that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) well do you know I've always been fascinated by people um, and I grew up in quite a challenging environment in terms of you know we didn't have very much money and things like that so going to a supermarket was actually really rare it's something we do all the time now Mm. and I just used to get super fascinated about what people put in their shopping trolley or in their basket and what that said about them and then the idea of being able to influence them and make them happy by putting something in that basket for them if you like just blew my mind yeah oh that's great yeah I mean I remember going to you know big French hypermarkets when I was little and that was fascinating not so much the local supermarket but interested in what people in other places were buying and and how things on the shelves were different to what we could get in this country (laughs) absolutely I'm definitely a shopkeeper at heart still (laughs) So let's talk about, about what you do now. So how did Be Yourself at Work get, get started in the first place? Well, I just, um, it, it, you know, in essence, I just found that the way that people are developed at work and how we think about work and how we see work um, fundamentally needed a little bit of a lift, a little bit of a shift. So I guess I, you know, when I was in that, that world in my 20s, in retail, not just in that business, but I saw with suppliers and friends and family that would go on these different sort of training courses and things like that. You know, we might be psychologically profiled or videoed or you fill in personality Mm. questionnaires or go on leadership Mm. courses or, you know, all of that stuff. Um, None of it really helped the people I knew to fundamentally understand who they were. Mm. And then I could see that I saw work in a different way that was almost much more positive than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that really led me, I'm quite a, you know, what we do here is, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, is is help people to understand who they are, their values. And some of my values are very much about change um, and belief and and leading the way. I'm quite matriarchal. So I guess I, I decided to try and see if I could, shift things and and mix things up and see if we can fall in love with work again Mm. so you saw that this this was needed so how did you go about 
building something that would uh, you know, help people with this. Mm. Well, what's interesting, which is which is will come to the movement um, of be yourself at work, is that I guess most people start a business and they either copy or replicate what's out there. Mm. Um, and um, you know, I guess my experience was that what's out there wasn't really making a difference to me or the people that I knew. So rather than sort of look at studying something that already exists. Um, I essentially innovate, started to innovate and create something from scratch. So many years later, I met with a client who uh, had said to me, Liz, you know, I'd love to hear your story and, and how this all got started. And we went for a coffee um, and he was sort of very complimentary and uh, said, tell me the story. So I did. And he said, oh my goodness, you're Blue Ocean. And I was like, well, I've got no idea what that means. But um, he, he went on to explain to me that Blue Ocean is a Harvard business technique that mm. essentially, the book, if anyone wants to read the book, Blue Ocean, it's out there. Um, essentially, you ignore the market with a fundamental need and want and will to create a difference for people or a product area or a service or whatever um, but you fundamentally ignore what's out there now consciously although I did it unconsciously mm. um, compared to Blue Ocean and as a result you create a product that's completely new or a service that doesn't exist that moves and leapfrogs the market forward um, and that's what I did so I very much um, you know didn't use tried and tested techniques um, and, uh, and created from scratch but then tested um, and measured the impact of the thinking with with anybody that really would give me the chance to experiment mm-hmm. on them um, in the early days to create something fundamentally new with I am yeah so tell me about about your service and what it is that you do for people yeah, no, of course. So, so we talk about helping people at Be Yourself at Work to feel confident and able to be them. <clears throat> so, you know, if you're going to be yourself, which quite frankly, you know, one of my first um, pieces, best pieces of advice was, is just be you. Um, you know, you all kind of had that, haven't we? It's kind of, well, what does that mean? Mm. So if you're going to be yourself, it helps you to understand who you are. Most people um, can't articulate that. They'll say, this is my my name, which is the first thing we normally say. This is my job role, where I work, where I live, my kids, my family, my CV, where I went to university, my hobbies. All of those things um, are things that, that you've experienced. They're part of your journey, which doesn't mean that they're not valid, but that's not who you are. Mm. Who, you, who you really are is your values, your character. So with I am, what, what the process does is it facilitates you to actually describe your values, yourself in your own words, so that you can articulate who you are, what's important to you, um, and then use I am and the different sort of layers of I am to have a map on how to be you mm. um, as a result. So, yeah. And what difference does it make to someone when they know who they are? <laughs> Oh, it's just huge, Jane, because we've only got a short time on this podcast and <laughs> I'll start evangelising. But, um, you know, I mean, we measure it. So we've got a survey currently out at the moment. Of, we call people with an I am an I ammer. So if I start using that term, mm-hmm. that's why. But we found that, that they're 53%, so more than, more than half, um, more excited about their careers going mm. forward. So you, the, the thought that you can actually use work as an expression to be yourself, an opportunity to be yourself, they're much more likely to stay, want to stay with their current organisation because they, they feel like they can be them because they know how to. Mm. Um, and what I love as well is that they're, they're twice as less likely to compare themselves to 
other people unfavorably. So we tend to look at other people and copy them and then self-deprecate and put ourselves down and think we should be X, Y, and Z. And, and that can cause quite a lot of overthinking and anxiety and turmoil within us. So I am as feel that they don't have to compare themselves to others mm. or change and fit in. And actually they're they're much more positive about who they are, three times more positive about yeah. who they are on the inside because they know who they are, they've got clarity. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, super powerful stuff. And so once a number of people within a business know who they are, they are I mm. amers, what difference does that start to make to the business as a whole? Oh, it's, it's um, yeah, it, it, one of our clients said, you know, fundamentally the commercials and the business have sky, skyrocketed mm. because, uh, you know, people fundamentally are using their natural talents and personalities and character um, in order to succeed. So it's a huge shift in how people feel about positivity and working there um, and that feeling that they don't need to change to be impressive. So we always say it's a bit like the team starts to be able to, you know, you're in a, a meeting or a situation with somebody or a group of people where you can read each other. Mm-hmm. You can always finish each other's sentences. Yeah. You start to get to know the real you. You know, a lot of people be careful, you have to tell me to be quiet because I can go on, but um, I get so um, evangelistic about it. But, you know, people say that they they don't feel valued or often they don't feel understood. But if you're not being you, then you can't be valued for who you are. Yeah. You know, if you're not being you, you can't be understood. So, yeah, so the levels of attrition and engagement um, and general sort of positive culture. Yes. Or lift as a result of people having their IAMs. Yeah. And so what kinds of companies are, are you working with at the moment? So we work with every, everywhere. So I, I, I get, again, I'll get on my soapbox. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about this myself, even with this call. is um, we don't. My belief, our belief, is that everybody deserves to know who they are and be themselves at work. Um, so we do work with you know, individual consultants and small companies and SMEs, um, but we also work with big global businesses, like you know, we've just done a, a big pilot piece of work with HSBC. We have global clients. So we have people here in the UK now and in Australia, so that was our first export market, mm-hmm. um, and in the US. So um, yeah, and I talk a lot about um, globalization um, for um, entrepreneurs and SMEs. I'm a, a trade champion for the Department of Business and trade mm. in the Midlands, helping helping you know people that that start their own companies to be brave um, and to create a plan for expansion. So yeah, lots of different companies, lots of global businesses, but small as well, which I think is important. Yeah. Work is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And so, what what's the process that people go through? You know, a, a company comes to you and says, "We want to work with you. We want our staff to find out who they are. What happens next?" So. Um, Oh gosh, that's a really broad question. So, um, so we normally normally a company will pilot, or there's a team of people that work together that want to work better together. So often we'll take people through I am as individuals, so they really mm-hmm. know themselves, and then we'll run a team session where they really understand each other and their collective I am. So what really makes them gel? What could actually trigger them? What are their blind spots and those things? Um, and we have different versions of I am. So at a leadership level, we tend to use a, a, a developer led I am. So you actually work with an ex to create your values if you're in a questionnaire you have a call then you have a debrief call once you've got your I am but we also have a self-created version 
uh, of IAM. So it can actually sit on an in-house learning management platform and be very bespoke to an organisation. And we even have a free version. So on the website, there's a free version that we've launched for anyone looking to get a job or a next step in their career to basically be recruited for who they are as well as what they know. So there's different formats that we we tend to use in different scenarios. Now, obviously, being yourself and being authentic will also help you with your networking, right? Yes. (laughs) So what tips can you give us for being yourself at networking? I think, you know... It's such a, it's it's even the word networking can actually make your skin start to feel a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> can't you? And the pit of your stomach just starts to wobble. Um, I think you know my biggest you know there's loads of things that I could share, but essentially be you. So people buy authenticity, um, and and so I naturally would say you know know who you are and have the confidence to be that person. Find something about yourself that's quite unique. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, we all have to be extroverted and, mm-hmm. and, you know, excitable and bubbly and all of those things. Actually, often it's as good to talk to somebody who's very reflective and calm <laughs> in these situations. So be yourself um, is definitely one of them. And I have, a, I guess, some tips that, that I can share that mm. are quite simple. So, you know, make the conversation about somebody else, not yeah. about you. Yeah. Um, ask questions rather than feel like you've got to be impressive or likeable. Um, so that, you know, the, we can all be very self-conscious. You know, we tend to worry what people think about us and actually on the inside can feel quite self-deprecating. So... I think if you put the onus on someone else, even if you're not talking about them, you just say, you know, what's happening in the world today? You know, what's what's happened for you or whatever? You know, you're actually taking the onus off, off yourself. But then you're interested in them. I would mm-hmm. say people remember the, the people that are kind and help them. Yes. Um, and I do believe that we all meet people for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always intrigued. I always think, you know, with a networking scenario like that I'm going to find out why we're meeting and it could be that we're meeting for me to reflect something back to somebody or to help them or for them to help me or you know there's always a reason so I get a bit curious I think that's that's another tip that I would share that um you know being kind and and being helpful being yourself and actually thinking well how can I help this person can I see if I can help this person in some way and people will always remember you for that. Yeah. Is networking something that you enjoy doing and that you do do for your business? It depends on the situation. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I went to a networking event recently um, for the launch of a big investment fund. And there was, I guess, if I said, you know, 100 people in the room and maybe 10% of them were entrepreneurs and, and 90% of them were, you know, bankers or accountants mm-hmm. or, you know, investors and those kind of things. And so I kind of sat with, I found myself gravitating towards the 10% who firmly stayed in their corner (laughs) Um, versus the rest. So I do understand what it can feel like to feel vulnerable and different and a bit of an imposter um, in those kinds of scenarios. But I think, you know, I've found, yes, I do enjoy it. I have to put any feelings of why am I here those normal you know mm-hmm. these normal sort of challenges we have for ourselves to one side um and just go and be curious about people so I use networking virtually as well as face-to-face yeah and I found it really makes a difference yeah 
Is it something that you wish you'd done sooner than, than you did? Um, yes, I would. Yes. And I found for a long time that it was quite difficult to articulate what we do. So people will say, well, what do you do for work? You know, what's your job? What do you do? Um, you know, and I'm so much in that zone of, well, I do this, but this is me. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so we're kind of describing ourselves in a different way. And because what we what we do is reinvented a new way of thinking about work and a new way of being you, it for a long time was quite articulate, difficult to articulate mm. what the answer to that question. So in hindsight, I wish I'd kind of worked a little bit harder on honing that message yeah um and and being braver to get out there sooner as an entrepreneur yeah so what do you say to people now when they say and and what (laughs) what do you do Liz (laughs) what do you do Liz I say I run a global movement that's uh, essentially changing the narrative of work so that people can experience who they are as what they know as well as what they know it's called be yourself at work and then I then I stop and people kind of pause, go, you do what? Because they're expecting an accountant. Yeah, or a, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know, a retailer or whatever. And, you know, I guess um, for a lot of people, they then go, wow, can you tell me a bit more about what does yeah. that mean? So that in itself tends to be enough just to open up curiosity, I guess, in other people. Yeah, well, it, it's not every day that you meet someone that says they run a global movement, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that probably stops people in their tracks as much as anything else. <laughs> so, so tell me about the movement and, and how it's going and, and where it's going. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's amazing. So um, I guess, you know, one of the things I found, I think if I was selling tables, not there's anything wrong with creating <laughs> new ways of having a table and those kind of things. I perhaps would have given up a long time ago. <laughs> um, but, I've, you know, I've always felt so passionately about the role that work can play in your life and that work particularly, it was happening pre-pandemic, but mm. post-pandemic um, especially as well, it's been um, exaggerated that that people feel like work, in fact, we're measuring it at the moment, 43% of people so far in our serve, current survey say that work is an encroachment on their lives. Mm. So this is something that you have to do to pay the bills. And of course, that's a reality for the vast majority of us. But work is so much more than that. Um, I found myself through work as a teenager, how difficult home life and those kind of things growing up. And and I found school very restrictive because Mm. it was almost like a prison. You had to be in at a certain time, leave at a certain time, behave in a certain way. When I went to work and got a job, or various jobs as a teenager outside of school, I could be me. Mm. And so I've always felt very passionately that, that people can find purpose and grow their confidence and experience who they are through work in a way that they often can't do with friends and mm. family and, and hobbies and those things. So, so the movement we started um, last August for Be Yourself at Work, and uh, yeah, it's just been growing ever since. I mean, we work globally, as you already know, um, and the survey, so we have a survey running, which is what I keep quoting, the Be Yourself at Work survey. It's on the homepage of the website. People can spend five minutes basically just completing the survey um, and, and sharing, you know, their relationship with work. Did you have a job, a dream job as a, mm. as a child? Um, and have you ever worked in that role? You know, over 80% of us did. Yeah. But, you know, I think something like 18% of us 
haven't worked in it. So I've always felt very passionately about work and, and currently the amplification of, um, you know, hybrid working and that's very isolating for a lot of people mm. and it's diminished the potential role that work can play in people's lives a mm. lot. Not all of us can work from home, of course. We're in different roles. But, yeah, the, the movement is there to really support and help to create change in the way that we think about work um, and we're getting a lot of feedback and a lot of interest and a lot of support through the surveys um, to, to, you know, to really make change, create change. Yeah. And, and I imagine that you're finding different, you're getting different responses now to what you would have done sort of three or four years ago, because mm. work has changed massively, hasn't it, mm. over the last few years? Oh, it, it really, it really has. And um you know, the, the happiest people that I know, and I've worked with thousands and thousands of people um, through I Am and, and, you know, the movement as it is now, um, the happiest people don't have a dividing line between work and home. They mm. blend everything. Mm. So work becomes, you know, it's okay to check your emails at seven o'clock for five minutes while you're waiting for the pasta to boil for your dinner. <laughs> Do you know, like the reality, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, that, you know, we, we very much teach people that you shouldn't have to feel like you have to switch off. It's okay. But at the same time, being flexible while you're at work. So your child rings you, you know, in the middle of the day, you answer the phone, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you don't switch off from that. Um, yeah, so the, uh, you know, it really is about fundamentally shifting the way you think about work and work being something that, you know, when you, you're lying on your deathbed, if you like, you know, you look back and most of us, I think, won't remember, you know, a lot of the spreadsheets and the hybrid working. And, but we'll remember how we felt about yeah. the impact we made on, in our lives. And yeah. work is a great window for that. Yeah. And we spend such a lot of our lives at work. If we can't be ourselves at work, then, yeah, then who are we? <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yeah. Well, your work sounds absolutely fascinating, Liz, and I'm sure we could go on and on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Much longer. But finally, if people want to find out more about I Am and Be Yourself at Work, what is the best place for them to find you and, and make contact? So the best place is two, two areas, two, two routes, really. The first is beyourselfatwork.com. So that's our, our window to the world, if you like. Um, and you can contact us through that or email us at movement at beyourselfatwork.com and we'll, we'll pick that up. But we're also, obviously, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, you know. Come and connect with me on LinkedIn, Liz Villani dash be yourself at work is my headline on linkedin and we have a be yourself at work page and those kind of things on there but but they're the best routes to connect thanks for listening to small business big network if you found this podcast useful please do rate review and subscribe and don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too